Wonderful. Looks like we're live. Hey everyone, my name is Enoch Leffingwell and today I'm going to be sharing with you three ways that you can work for God. I don't know about you, but this has been a desire of mine since I was uh, a youth entering into ministry, a youth coming to Christ and just wanting to give him my all. I remember like it was yesterday. I was walking home from school, I, from high school, and I was just thinking, man, what am I going to do with my life? What am I going to be? Should I go work at the um, the production line in this Model T training where my mentor was owned a business and he was offering me a job and I was I was employed over there? Should I go start a business teaching older people how to use computers? Should I... Um, I've, I've been pretty successful in sales and, and um, selling cars or gum or candy when I was younger, so maybe I should go start a business uh, doing something like that, maybe on eBay or, or I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe I should, should I be a teacher, should I go to college and, and get my master's in mathematics and then teach people how, how to understand math or algebra, I seem to really enjoy teaching and tutoring those, I'm like, man, there's so many things that I'm interested in and I was wondering, what am I going to do with my life? Where am I going to, um, what am I going to do? What, what should I be when I grow up? And I was really perplexed by this as I was walking home from school that day. And then I, as I went through all of the things that I thought I was going to be, like I always thought growing up that I was going to be a video game designer or some like professional video game tester because I was like, that's a job? I want that one. Uh, but then of course now I gave my heart to Christ. I'm like, yeah, I'm not as interested in that. And I just went down the line of options. I realized I would be miserable doing anything other than sharing with others what God has shared with me. And that's when it hit me. I realized that my purpose here is I have a higher calling. God would have me to work in ministry. I want to work for him. I want to work for God and serve him with everything that I have. And I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know how that would work out, but I knew that somehow I want to work for God. And I was determined that um, I'm going to figure it out because he has changed my life so much that, and I want to help others the way that God has helped me. So I, I started to uh, seek after that. And in the last eight years of being in full-time ministry, truly, it has been a tremendous blessing the experiences and the opportunities to be able to serve Christ and to grow and to learn and to help others to enter into full-time ministry. Now, that is my greatest joy. I love nothing more than helping young people to identify their unique talents and encouraging them to dedicate to the Lord's service. When I see a, a life on the very beginning of their life choosing to follow Christ, that is like that brings me great joy because choosing to serve Christ in his service was the best decision I've ever made in my life. And I really believe that if anyone can accept that, they too can experience so much joy and fulfillment and friends that are like-minded and, and they, can, they can have an impact in this world beyond what they would ever think about. I mean, we were here on earth for more reasons than just making money or raising a family and just living from day to day. God has given us a higher calling. Isaiah 43, 7 says, Even everyone that is called by my name, I have created him. Yea, I have formed him. I have created him for my glory. We were created to give glory to God. And that really stood out to me when I was considering 
uh, what I'm going to do with my life. So I'm going to share with you three ways that you can get started in ministry um, because this is something that has been being requested by several people. I know Herzel was asking me, how do you know when you are called to ministry? He has an interest in entering into ministry and he has some skills and he's trying to find his place. I know uh, Ronisha is, has been going to some schools and she was talking to me on Instagram and she's like, well, what do I do regarding um, ministry? Like, I want to serve Christ and I want to work for him full time. And I remember Christina, who was a former student of mine, who she, she was uh, she was working with us at ministry and, and she, like her great motive, she's like, I want to work for God full time. I want to serve him with all my heart and all my life, all my day. I want to dedicate myself to his service. And she was going through our training in our school, worked with us in ministry for a few years. Now she's a, a business leader, a ministry uh, leader over in Kentucky, working at a ministry over there. So, I mean, this is a desire that a lot of people have. So I'm going to be sharing with you three ways that you can do that. Number one is uh, you can do it like you could do a full-time um, job and you can do part-time ministry where a lot of times people will... Um, in order to work for God, you don't have to just quit your employment and just go full out into uh, ministry and do his service. There is There are tent makers. See, Paul, was a he had a trade. He was a tent maker, and he used that occupation, that trade, as a means, as a vehicle to spread the gospel, to be able to share with others what God has shared with him. And that's how he met Achilla and Priscilla, who were also uh, tent makers. And they ended up reaching Apollos, who began to be one of the great apostles who uh, were very eloquent in speaking and, and winning many Jews over to the Christian faith. So there is a way that you're able to collaborate to, with God while still um, work, uh, working in the workforce and secular fields. You just got to change the way that you're looking at your work and seek for opportunities and realize that you can fit ministry in the pockets of your time especially when you're in that type of environment, you may not necessarily have the time to be building something like all like, like from scratch, but it, it might be a good idea to get involved with your church, to get involved with a ministry online, or get involved somewhere where you can, you can contribute, where you don't have to have a whole bunch of heavy responsibilities, but you can, you can support financially, you can support with advice, you can support with, with your hands, where just like some some of the smallest things make the biggest difference. My favorite verse is in Luke chapter 16, verse 10 and 11. It talks about how he that is faithful in that which is least will be faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in that which is least will be unjust also in much. So one of the, the sure fast ways to be involved in ministry is be faithful. Look for opportunities that you can serve to take initiative. You don't have to quit your job in order to serve Christ. But I've, I just found in my experience that while I was working on the assembly line doing the, um, I was like helping, I was like twisting off these Model T train cars and there was this lady who was sitting across from me and she was like, yeah, I've been doing this for like 40 years and we're just like mindlessly like twisting and, and sorting out these plastics. And when she said that, it just like horror and dread just flooded my soul and I was just like, I couldn't imagine doing this for 40 years. It's like that even the thought of just being on that assembly line for that long I, that made me want to be like wait a second let me back up i need to reevaluate life i need to figure out there's got to be a better way and i realized that while i'd be working and i'd go over to school i'd go to school and then i'd go to work and then i'd come back and then it was just like i had to 
fit ministry and service and Bible studies and reaching out to people kind of like afterwards. And I always felt like more tired and exhausted. And I know that sometimes it can be a little challenging. Um, it's doable. And really, um, that's like, that's one of the harder ways, but it's a very effective way. And at that time, you really have to rely more on some of those who have more time in ministry that, that you can collaborate and support them. Kind of like Moses, when he was in battle, he had his, his two friends that were lifting up his arms and they were supporting him. Uh, and as long as he had his arms open, uh, up, then the children of Israel would be winning the war. So we, got, we could support our leaders. That's uh, way number one. Way number two is to start your own ministry. When you start your own ministry and you start serving others, um, then you'll find that there, in that there is a lot of uh, opportunity. You, um, I, that's what I started doing at first, where I started Walks with God Ministries. And at first it started kind of like a personal ministry where I'm like, I just had a burden to share. So I got a, a camera and I went live and I started recording and the videos were getting thousands of views. People were coming in, they were so interested. And I started um, getting Bible study contacts. I was doing Bible studies with people locally, online, offline and uh, with friends, family, whoever would come, and, and I, would, um, I would learn with them, I would grow, and, it, and it, was, it, was really, it was really fun at the beginning. But then it started to get kind of tiring and exhausting because it's like, whoa, how do I, it's like now I gotta figure out how to do a website, I gotta figure out how to do the videos, and I have to, like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to publish things and then reach out to people and then interact with the people who are, who are speaking to me. And, and so there was just a lot of, of things to balance and juggle and I realized in 1 Corinthians 12 is that God designed us to be a body. God designed us to be uh, working together so that each member plays a unique role and not one is greater than the other. Some might be more prominent, some might be more visible than others, but they're also very, very essential. And it's truly teamwork makes the dream work. And I began to realize that there needs to be some team. There needs to be some people to work together. We can't do this alone. There is no way that one man is going to take the gospel to the world. Um, and I realize that a lot of times when people start their own ministries and they start from scratch, then they're kind of more like isolated. They're kind of on an island where uh, like if it, like it's really up to them on what they're able to accomplish. And that could be kind of challenging. Some of us have it in us where it's like we need to start something. We are creators. We are entrepreneurs. We are... Uh, going to persevere through obstacles. We see these great challenges. We're like, okay, I'm going to figure out how to climb that mountain uh, by God's grace and for His glory. And other people are like, you know, I uh, that sounds pretty exhausting. I don't know if that's really for me. I'd much rather support rather than just kind of like spearhead the way. Um, but if you are one of those people that would rather like spearhead something, then that's totally fine. God needs leaders to be able to do that. One challenge that I find with that approach is that a lot of times what you'll find is that um, it's hard to get mentors. It's hard to find people who can take you under their wing, who can train you, who can equip you and, and help you. I realize that a lot of the people that are established in ministry who have experience, who can impart this, this to you, they have, um, they're very busy. They've got a lot of responsibilities. And when you're doing your own thing and um, the, the real secret of having a personal ministry is have a ministry that's not like competing with other ones. Have a ministry that's completing other ones. Seeing where do you, where is an audience or a group of people that you can serve 
and you can do for them something very specific like a niche or a topic or or an area and that is your specialty that's that's an area where you you land and later you can expand but if you just focus on serving a specific group of people then you're not trying to be all the like comparing yourself to these large ministries that have grown to be what they are today you're you're starting small and you're 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 staying in your lane so to speak and then you're able to collaborate with other ministries better <clears throat> but um, sometimes unfortunately it seems like there's uh, often some like competition with some different ministries and ministers and it's like I never understood that I was talking to a minister um, or a, a director um, someone who's a leader of a ministry uh, recently and he was saying that he was trying to get some some discipling he was trying to get some mentoring from someone and understanding like the how to be like self-supporting and and like the financial aspects of ministry and and um, like this person was successful they were grounded they understood things and it's like they were reluctant to share meanwhile I I come in and I was I like I have a burden to help people to be in ministry and succeed and win souls for Christ and I realized that together we can accomplish so more than we ever could apart and so I was just pouring out to him I was giving him the very best that I had and everything that I can share I'm like look this is what your struggle is. This is what your goal is. These are some of the steps that I've taken to be able to do something similar. And I was just pouring everything to him. And he was like, whoa, how, I've never had people to do this before. It's like, this is, the, this is the information that I've been wanting to have. I've been looking for it. And I was beginning to see, I was beginning to think that uh, maybe it's wrong for me to be expecting or wanting this from other people. It seems like they're so reluctant. And I was telling him, I'm like, yes. Brother, I know what you mean because a lot of times um, in the past when I have wanted to reach out to some other people, it seemed like they were more reluctant to share and I didn't understand why. And I, and I have a little bit more clarity now, but um, first of all, it's like this scarcity mindset, this thought that if if I share with you, there's not going to be enough for me. And that's, that's just not true. We serve a God of abundance. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and that you might have life more abundantly. There is no lack with God. God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. There is a big world that we have to serve and a huge mission, a great commission to go and tell the world and all nations. And it's going to require every man, woman, and child to play some part in ministry. So I'm glad you're watching this because it's so crucial that you find your place in God's service at whatever capacity. So we're talking about the second way is when you're starting your own ministry and you're doing this from scratch on your own, then it can you're going to have some challenges that you're facing and it's going to be difficult uh, because um, it's going to take you a lot longer to learn on your own than if you had a mentor. If you have a coach, you can compress decades into days. You can compress that time because a strategy could shave off 10 years of your life where you're you're not spinning your wheels doing working on broken methods or broken uh, models why reinvent the wheel um, sometimes it's kind of hard to gain access to those uh, those counselors where um, Proverbs the wisest man Solomon said and a multitude of counselors there is safety and that's one downside that I saw of having your own personal ministry and starting off that way is because uh, you can do it but it's going to take years of grinding, years of trial and error, mostly error. But you'll figure things out and you'll grow and you'll learn. Get a lot of bumps and scratches and bruises along the way. 
Um, or you can do the third way to get involved in ministry, which is my personal favorite way. And I, I later on did this and I, and in looking back at my experience, I realized this is one of the greatest decisions that I made. And the third way is to, how to work for God is to work with the ministry that's already established. Go unite with them and work with them, help them, support them, see what they need and go train along with that individual and, or that, that group, that ministry and what happens is when you, when you serve in a ministry that's already established, something that is already reaching out and helping others, then you have, um, you have access to a mentor because you are a, and a team and resources and, and everybody coming together. There's so many benefits of starting with a ministry that's already been going for several years uh, because uh, you're, you're able... Um, you're able to get disciples in a much shorter amount of time and you're helping them move a bigger picture, bigger vision forward. And um, where that might be, like if you're young, you can do this. If you already have a family, um, then you might want to do this a little differently. But as, as a young person, if you're not married, if, you're not, if you don't have children dependent on you and, and you're like in that sweet spot of life, like age 16 to 24, somewhere around there, and you're just like, you're a free moral agent. You're ready to go wherever. Like that's why I have such a burden to be able to speak to that kind of age group because you have options. You have so many options and time is on your side as far as life goes because this is the year that you can dedicate yourself to serve in a ministry. And, and at first, it could be volunteer. And as you're volunteering with this ministry, you can... Um, there's many of them that are looking for help. There's a, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are so few. So when you collaborate with them, then you don't have so much like expenses of 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 like um, of a family, a property, and all all these things that you have to take care of. I mean, it could be as simple as one thing that you want to do if you want to work for God is get out of debt. Get out of debt as soon as you can. Proverbs says, "The borrower is servant to the lender." You don't want to be a servant to whoever you owe money to and it chains you and it makes and debt avoid debt like leprosy avoid debt like COVID-19 because um, this makes it a lot harder it kind of chains you down and it forces you to have to uh, be doing other things a lot of times we trade our time for our money and the time that we is what we're talking about that we want to be spending for God and um, not be chained to a nine-to-five in order to try to support that but if you can keep your expenses low, a lot of times it's really effective to uh, maybe go to a ministry or a place or where you can get roommates, where you could have like maybe like six people and share the expenses so where it's not um, it's not as expensive for you. Or if you're working with a ministry, then they oftentimes will provide housing and food and, and place in exchange for um, labor where you're able to collaborate together with them. And in, in that, you are able to... Um, to learn skills and you're able to travel with the ministry you're able to learn meet the people who they know and a lot of ministry is about relationships it's through the social relations that the gospel is carried to the world and so if you're wanting to be involved in ministry and you want to work for god uh, who you know makes a difference and who knows you makes a difference too so as you are serving wherever you can in a humble lot and you're starting like elisha 
Um, this is another thing that I did when I was wanting to enter into ministry. I didn't know how. I was 16, 17 at the time. I'm like, I'm going to work for God. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm determined. I'm going to figure it out, and I'm praying, and I, I just see. I know I'd be miserable doing anything other than sharing with others what God has shared with me. My back was kind of against the wall, so to speak. There was no other option for me. I just had to go forward, and there was a lot of uncertainty. There was a lot of unknowns, and I didn't know what was going on, but I knew that that souls were hurting like I was, and I could not let them uh, I could not let them alone knowing that I have found an answer. I've found a divine savior that can satisfy all of their needs. So in doing that, um, starting to work with some other ministries, what happened was I, I got invited to go move into my church. I was 18 years old. And before this, I, would, I was already recording videos. I was giving Bible studies to the community. I was going to school. And then after school, I would longboard over to people's houses and I'd give Bible studies and pass out literature. And I was active doing service for Christ, working however I can, using whatever tools that I can, being resourceful. But um, when I was 18 years old, I was invited, hey, would you like to come and, and uh, live at the church? And you can do Bible work over here and uh, we can, uh, you, you could work in ministry. And I was like, yes. It's like, I didn't even know that was an option. I was there that day. And at first, they weren't really ready for me, um, so I ended up like sleeping on the the um, like the concrete underneath the table in the foyer. But then the next day, they uh, they cleaned out the closet. It was actually a church closet, and um, and then we cleaned that out, and that was like my little home for the next year and a half or so, um, maybe year. And I ended up building a loft and putting a computer there, and started recording videos with a green screen. It was just really small area but it was something it was a start it was a foot in the door and I was ready to serve Christ and I wanted to and then it was so nice living at the church because when you do that then everyone who's visiting they're there for one reason they want God and they're there for prayer they're there for counsel for guidance for Bible study and it was just such a great environment to be able to learn and to grow and there's two pastors who took me under their wings and they kind of taught me evangelism they taught me tact they taught me how to study with other people and it was such a blessed opportunity was able to gain more responsibilities in the church and to be able to help full-time and the church grew and the church it it, it grew from just a few people to um it it it, it um it grew like 15 times the size um, from when I first started going there to being able to help out. And it, it was really a blessing. And what I realized from that is because I was laboring my time and my energy and my effort for helping the church, then it's like those two pastors were able to help mentor me and, and guide me. And it gave me kind of a structure. It gave me opportunity where I didn't, like I couldn't create all those things on its own, but I could definitely bring people. I could definitely... Um, help support. I can share. I could do my part, whatever part that I needed, uh, that they needed help with. That's where I, I helped with, and um, that was one of the best decisions that I made. Is deciding when I was 18 to go move into the church, and then from there, uh, we started a, a tree education school. We were trying to follow the blueprint and bring in missionaries that they can come over, be trained, and go be sent out. Um, and it was a seven-month program. There was there was three, it was a six months program, three months that were uh, kind of like class where, where we do some Bible study. I was the main Bible study instructor. And then the four hours, we were doing some practical labor, mechanics, construction, um, homesteading, gardening, just different things. 
And then uh, the last three months was evangelism. It was just going out to the community, helping, serving, helping them with their health, doing medical mystery work. And then we were doing health fairs in the evening and evangelistic series in the evening. And it was a tremendous blessing. I was a Bible worker, a team leader and co-proder, um, instructor. And, and um, it was a great blessing to be able to um, help with people over these last years, just going to different missionary training schools and helping and, and starting them. And, and um, it was what I realized in all of this is if it wasn't for my, me volunteering or helping with these other ministries that were already established, then I wouldn't have grown so much. I wouldn't have learned so much. I wouldn't have met the people that I met. And uh, the, the people who come into your life, the mentorship, that the bonds that you create in ministry is a tremendous difference. Where otherwise, if I was just, if I was only doing my ministry, if I was only doing the Walks of God ministries, the thing that, that I was so passionate about, um, then it's like, it wouldn't have been such a such a, a cohesive um, uh, relationship, but be, I was still doing that on the side. Like that, at that point, I was doing full time uh, helping the ministry, the the other ministry, and then I was doing part time, just d- developing and growing Walks God Ministry on the side. But then it came to a point where the Lord opened doors and things were starting to grow, and I started to. Um, to reach out and then it was time to go start a school of my own and be able to train other missionaries to go forward. And so I, I, I want to encourage you that, that these are the three ways that you can work for God. Number one is um, you can be full-time in the workforce and part-time for ministry. Number two is you can start a ministry on your own, do that full-time and try to raise funds and figure everything out from scratch. And part three is uh, way number three is you could you can work to you can serve a ministry that's already established and especially when you're young you can go there and you can you can cut down on your expenses and you can um, help them and it doesn't have to be for for part um, if you have a full-time job and you're working from home you can still involve yourself and help with ministries online you don't have to move you don't have to uproot yourself and travel across the country you can help with ministries online there's a lot of service there's a lot of opportunities to use your talents to tell others of a crucified risen soon coming savior but um, these are definitely three ways the third way i find is one of the fastest best ways to to just learn and cut down the the time and um that's actually what um my, my brother uh, Kamran decided to do. He was over in California and he was thinking, you know, what What do I want to do? Where do I want to go? I want to get out of California. I want to serve God. And he ended up deciding to come over to Idaho and he's been working together. And it's really been a blessing that we can co-labor together. He's grown so much and uh, we've grown together and everybody has been coming together. It's just been such a blessing here at the Army of Youth. And um, Different different people. I remember um, talking to Sister Kim from South Africa. She's one of the volunteers at the Army of Youth, and she was over um, in South Africa. She wanted to serve God. She wanted to help, but she didn't know where to start. So she actually filled out one of the enlist forms. So we have a, uh, an enlist form at thearmyofyouth.com forward slash enlist, where those who are online and would like to get involved in ministry and would like to participate, they're able to fill out a form, apply to enlist in the army of youth and there we provide service and training and and mentorship and she shares often she's like i'm so grateful to have something to do for christ i'm so thankful that 
um, her now her through her leadership and and development, she's been able to lead the team and take care of some of the content that we're producing, and is reaching like fifty thousand people a week just on Facebook alone, and um, so she's just sharing that like the things that I've learned in the Army of Youth, it's. Like, I, I wouldn't have learned these place, other places. And I'm so grateful that God brought me together here because the opportunities are incredible. And I find over at my, uh, as in my experience, that sometimes locally, there's not a whole lot going on. Sometimes locally, when you limit yourself to one community, then it's like, it, it could, um, sometimes you raise your hand and you're like, hey, I want to help. I want to serve. I want to work for God. But then People don't really call on you. You're not invited. Maybe you're not empowered to, to lead uh, or to use your talents for Christ. And I realize that need. And because of that need that is so apparent everywhere, there's so many people with their hands raised. And they're like, look, I want to serve God. I want to work for Him. I'm not exactly sure how. I'm not sure where to start. I know what you're going through. That's, what I, that's where I was too. And so that's part of the, the reason why our vision at the Army of Youth is to help every young person to identify their unique talents and dedicate them to the Lord's service. We envision a world where never again will a young person lead an aimless life, that all are leading meaningful lives in the Lord's service. This is what this is the mission that we're going for, and we're not going to stop until we see this taking place. If you'd like to get involved in the Army of Youth, then go over to thearmyofyouth.com forward slash enlist and Sign up today and apply. Enlist in the Army of Youth. I'm sure there's opportunities where we can get involved in, and we like to partner each person with discipleship where uh, there, there's the experience working with the inexperience and we're able to collaborate together. We believe it's not going to be um, a bunch of inexperienced youth training in, in inexperienced youth. It's going to be a collaborating together of multi-generations of people of age and experience in ministry who are training and mentoring those who are inexperienced, who have a desire, who want to serve and help others. But it's truly a blessing when we get to work together. And again, there's there's different ways. It's not the only way, but that is um, a powerful way. And um, so I'm gonna I'm praying for you, and I do this because I really care. And I know that if you want to serve God, you can serve God. You can work for Him. If it's your desire to work for Him while doing your, your occupation, you can do that. If you want to work for God full time, it's possible, friends. You just have to pray and commit yourself to study and, and uh, commit to that journey. And don't make failure an option. God will make a way. Don't give up on the, the burden that God has placed in your heart, but be faithful in that which is least. It's going to take effort. It's going to take dedication and time, but it'll be totally worth it. And again, Working for God was the best decision that I ever made in my life. And I encourage you to consider what are you when you consider what are you going to be when you grow up? Think, can I work for God? And the answer is yes. And if it's your desire to work for God, then I encourage you to let me know in the comments below. And we can interact, we can help each other. But thank you so much for watching. And I pray that... Uh, this video has encouraged you. Share this with other people who you think could be encouraged. Tag them below too if you know someone who is also interested in serving Christ. Have a great day, friends, and God bless.